This is Agents Influence Podcast. Think about everything that you've learned in this industry. You learned it from other people and probably some of your competitors, people that you felt like were better at you in some way, where you sought out their advice. I remember the first TechAssure conference I went to. I thought I was a pretty good producer. And I sat down at dinner with a guy, and he was literally doing five times my book number in new business. I was like, I don't know if you'll share it with me. I'd love to know. And he gave me a strategy that I have used my entire career. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, you loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast, Conversations with Who? Jcast. And here I am today with Mr. Garrett Drogi, uh, who is just like, hold on, let me tell you what it says on LinkedIn. It says, Director of Innovation plus Strategy, InsureTech, Advanced Industries, Web3 plus Digital Risks. There's no better way to say it than exactly as he wrote it. Mr. Garrett Drogi, welcome to AI Podcast. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Jason. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just going back, I'll tell you guys a little backstory real quick, loyal listeners, because I always love for you to have what's really going down. Today, it is October 28th, a couple days before Halloween. One of those holidays that people like me say, why do we do this? And other people are just, it's their favorite holiday. It's amazing, this holiday. It's a really, really interesting one if you think about it. But we're on to, today is October 28th. We were supposed to record this two days ago and we started and we were about three minutes in and water came gushing in. If you're watching YouTube, you can see that I'm in my studio and water just came gushing in the wall. It was crazy. We had this torrential downpour and the gutter backed up. It was crazy. I, I didn't even know what to do. Like, Garrett, I was when we were on, I was kind of like, when it started happening, like, I'm just sitting there, like, looking at it for three seconds, being like, is that water, like, coming in my ceiling right now? So I it thought it wild. was like a, a super meta thing to drop into a podcast of, like, the, what's more insurance than a water leak? <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, holy cow. All right. Now, loyal listeners, so we got off. And then actually it was supposed to be on Tuesday we did that we were supposed to record that. So then we rescheduled it for whatever. But here's something Garrett doesn't know. And loyal listeners, you guys are all going to learn this. Garrett, God is my witness. You can call my wife and ask her. I get out of this thing. I finally get this stopped. I, me and my wife go outside. We're, we're, uh, we're in raincoats and stuff trying to get the, the uh, gutter unclogged, you know, and then it unclogs and it all goes down and everything's good. I go inside. I'm like, okay, you know, I'd already ate before we were going to do this. So I get my stuff on. I'm going to go back to the office and I get in my car and I start it up and I hit reverse going out of the driveway and I stop to, you know, see if there's any cars coming and water just gushes out of the top of my car all onto me. I'm like, what in the Sam hell is going on? And I guess this has happened when I first bought this car. The I didn't know this, but all sunroofs leak. They're made to leak because they leak. And so they've started making them leak and they have these little drainage things. And this drainage thing in my infinity keeps getting freaking caught, blocked up. And so it backs up 
And if I go slow as I drive away, it'll drain out the back one. But if I go quick, it just gushed me. I'm pulled back in my driveway. I'm like, what in the hell is going on right now? And then I went to my office and told my people in the office, no one ever, hardly ever believed me. So that's how that was. So loyal listeners, that's how I'm glad it's finally happening. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Like you guys care because I know you do. Garrett, welcome to the podcast, loyal listeners. Here's the deal. So how I got hooked up with Garrett, as you guys know, I always am following people, listening to people and seeing things that they were, that they, and somehow Garrett got into my feed on LinkedIn and it had to do with an image. If you go to uh, Garrett Drogi to his, uh, to his uh, profile, you can see it on there. He got a post that, I mean, basically, essentially LinkedIn wise, this was viral. It's 1200 people engaged on it. Lots of comments, tons of reposts. And it's the one of, of Nadal and uh, Federer where they're sitting there holding hands crying. And it was the, it was the, the, the message that you put on it, Garrett, that was really what kind of got me because this picture is a pinnacle of what healthy competition looks like. And I think especially in this polarizing world we get into today, you know, political and not political, it's very polarizing in the way our thoughts are today. Um, I thought it was really, really compassionate. So that's why I wanted to bring you on, man. Um, anything you got to awesome. say about that? I mean, what, uh, what, what inspired you to just, you saw that and said, man, I got to share this thought. Yeah, that's just how I'm wired. I've been that way forever. Um, and that's how we as a firm operate. You know, we we have worthy rivals in this industry. We share information with them. They share information with us. You you can learn things from anybody if your ears mm-hmm. are open. You can't learn anything if you you know think you do everything well or you're 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 operating from a place of fear, trying to you know hold on to all your trade secrets. It's just not. It served me well by offering up. Here's what I'm doing. And I'd love to know what you're doing if you've had the similar experience. And I think what people miss is, you know, you can't copy and paste Jason Cass, right? You could give me your playbook and I could not execute on it just like you could. I could mm-hmm. maybe do a couple of the things similar, but vice versa too. You know, it's totally, you can't copy and paste me. So I'm not worried about telling you, here's how I'm doing it. And so that's just how I'm wired. I love it. Take us back, Garrett, so we can introduce and get related in, um, excuse me, so that the audience and loyal listeners can relate to you. Take us back. uh, Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Columbia, South Carolina, and I lived there for about three weeks before moving uh, up up to North Carolina. Graduated college whenever. Take us back to about that age and bring us forward to where you got to are now. Yeah, um, a weird background. Um, so I, I finished school at University of North Carolina at Wilmington, okay. uh, theater, theater major. Um, so not remotely prepared for insurance industry, had no intention of, of ever <laughs> being here. Um, my wife and I chased some jobs out to Los Angeles, lived out there for a few years, decided, you know what, we want, we want a house. We want to, you know, that doesn't cost 2 million bucks for 700 square feet. We, yeah. we want to start a family. I don't, it's not going to happen out here. So we moved back East. I took a role with an insurance firm. I thought I'd do it for six months and, you know, 20 years later, here we are. So, wow. So what was your, what was your first job that, that, that you did there at the insurance firm? I, I was, I was a producer, you know, retail brokerage, small boutique firm. Um, I came into it not knowing anything about insurance. However, 
along the way, if you know anything about acting, you're, you're out of work more than you're in it. And so I started a software company while I was acting, uh, just doing freelance software development. So I knew tech. I taught myself how to code in college. And when I came into insurance, that was the one area where I felt strong. I was like, I can talk to tech companies because they're young like me. I can speak mm -hmm. their language. And so I built a pretty large book in the tech sector. And that kind of, that's gotten me where I am today. Um, so I, I used to run a, a global broker network called TechAsure. Uh, it's brokers okay. that specialize in technology-related insurance. Um, you know, again, my background served me well for that. Uh, I joined IMA, which was a TechAsure member last year, last August. Okay. And so what do you do for them exactly? <laughs> Great question. Um, I wear a lot of hats. So um, half of what I do is insure tech innovation. So I'm always out looking for the next big thing. Who's building what? Uh, can we plug it into the tech stack that we have? Um, Interesting. And so we're, we're involved in broker tech ventures. That kind of falls up under underneath that role. Um, again, that's retail brokers that are all uh, stood up an accelerator program for insure tech, specifically for broker face, facing technology. Um, and again, going back to that that picture in the Dahl Federer, that's the whole group's mentality. If you look at the makeup of that group, it's kind of the top tier independent retail brokers in the country that are all mm -hmm. part of that group that are all sharing really deep information about how system configurations and, you know, leveraging, uh, uh, contracts, how, how we're working with different companies, that group wouldn't exist if we were all fearful of, of competition. So, and when we're trying um, to make, when we're trying to make change and forward momentum in the greatest industry God ever created, this it's so obvious now how people, I, it blows my mind that we couldn't see this in the 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s, or whenever. This, well, don't share, don't tell that to anybody else, they may find out. That's so good for that one person, but so bad for the industry and probably the consumer, whoever's trying to get the solution provided by the technology or the system or whatever. And now yeah. we give away all of our information that we know of each other. And we all do better. It's uh, yeah, just now thinking about it, it goes to what um, Kennedy says: "All, all, uh, a rising tide rises all ships." Right? That's that's the mentality that was kind of set forth that you're talking about now. Absolutely. I mean, I, I again, I, I, I wouldn't be here. And think about everything that you've learned in this industry. You learned it from other people, and and mm -hmm. probably some of your competitors, probably people that you felt like were better at you in in some way, where you sought out their advice. Or how are you doing that? You know, like mm -hmm. I, I remember the first TechAsure conference I went to. I thought I was a pretty good producer. I was I was putting up six figures consistently, and I was like, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm top one mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. And I sat down at dinner with with a guy. And he was literally doing five times my book number in new business. Wow. And I was like, I don't know if you'll share it with me. I'd love to know because you're not working five times harder than me. And he gave me a strategy that I used. I've used my entire career. You know, it was, it was just um, such a simple thing that maybe I would have found at some point. Maybe mm -hmm. not. But mm -hmm. just the fact that he was like, oh, I, I, I sell one account. And suddenly I grow my book by 40. So, you know, I'm sure I, I piqued people's interest in, in what that is. Um, this was specific to working with venture capital, private equity, where it's like, I'll, I'll 
he worked a lot with venture capitalists. Mm-hmm. He'd he'd sell them on his concept, and then suddenly the entire portfolio fund would become his client. So one sale turns into forty new clients, and I was like, gotcha. that makes more sense. So gotcha, interesting. The little I know about that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Let me ask you this: What the hell is Web three? Um, <laughs> Web three is just think of it as the future state of the internet. Okay. That's 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 the best definition. You know, we've got so Web one. Let's let's say Web one was what, Gary? Just from high level here, what would we say? The internet. Is? Say the internet. Nine the nineties internet when it first okay. came out. Dot com. Okay. So what would be Web 2.0 when we got social and could do commerce on it and stuff? Would that yep, be? Nailed it. Social media okay. is, that's when users started supplying the content rather than the the companies themselves supplying the content. Users started supplying it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we're kind of in Web 2.5 right now. We're not okay. fully, Web 3, think about blockchain, metaverse, um, DeFi, all this stuff that pockets of that exist today, but it's not fully fleshed out. Right. We're, we're in the, think of like what Twitter's doing with profile pics where you can have an NFT as a profile pic, right? That's kind of web 2.5. They're using okay. elements of web three, but it's still in, in the. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. You make that so easy, Garrett. Loyal listeners are like going, okay, dude, I kind of get that. I mean, that's a high level, but right. But just web three and you know, it's the web 3.0. It's just hard it's 2006 and someone says there's a device that's can give you all the answers to the world and that fits in the palm of your hand. And you're going, what? I don't, I don't understand how this is working. Like even me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tech. I consider myself a, a tech guy in the insurance industry, right? Not outside of that much, but it's like, I just have a hard time figuring out how the blockchain chain and, and DeFi and all that. Would you say we're going to be in 1.2 point? Would you say we're in web 2.5? For a while, or are you going to just slowly start to see more Web three, and then all of a sudden you're going to wake up one day and it's all Web three? It's going to be slow. You know, we're we mm-hmm. got a decade probably before you start seeing mm-hmm. blockchain fully deployed mm-hmm. across all enterprise. I, mean, I agree just, with that. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So... I mean, really, Garrett, when you think about it, like 10 years ago was 2012, and I was telling people in 10 years, it's going to look like this. And some of the stuff I was right, most most of it I was wrong, right? But the stuff that I was right, you could kind of see was built on trends of nothing more than trends that you had seen and in over the last five or 10 years, but not so much in your industry, but also in other industries, right? And so I wonder where this is and how it is going to change insurance. I mean, are people really going to be... I mean, paying with Bitcoin, I know that sounds crazy, but if 
It's not so, let me ask you this, Gary. It's not so much that the fact they're paying with Bitcoin, it's that they'll be able to use some kind of wallet or something that would be able to interact with the insurance company to make the payment possible. Am I right yeah, about that? You're right. And we, we actually have clients that could pay in Bitcoin. They could write their policy terms in Bitcoin, right? So, so you're paid in the asset that you want to be collecting in. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, but See. go back, go back to, you know, mid 2000s. I remember, you know, there were, there were a handful of us on Twitter at the time, like 2007, they were like Ryan Hanley and I were trading barbs on Twitter. We were like, no one was listening. It was, it was, you know, tumbleweeds. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think we both had the same idea of, this is going to be the future for business, not just insurance. Like this is a, this is a platform that's going to be hugely important. And I know, I don't know about his boss at the time. Uh, mine was like, this is child's play stuff. This is not, we're yep. never going to do anything on this. And I kept saying, we got to invest in Facebook and Twitter. You know, Instagram was not a thing yet. Um, and it was met with the the kind of rolling the eyes and side laughter and people are doing that right now with metaverse, with blockchain, mm -hmm. with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying the same thing. Like, you can't count this stuff out because look at what the kids are doing. You got kids around the same age as mine are. Mm -hmm. What are they into? They're into Fortnite. They're into Roblox. They're into, you know, um, that's their entire entertainment ecosystem mm -hmm. is, is metaverse related. Um, they're used to trading digital assets. Like I, I like this, this backpack cost me $20 on Fortnite, and I can trade it with a friend who has some kind of dance that I don't have. And we look at that going, that's crazy form of commerce, but it's, that's, that is the future of business as well. Whether you, mm -hmm. you want that or not, it's coming. Let's talk about something that just closed yesterday with the close of Twitter. And I know you're being you being a tech person as you are. I've read a lot about these um, about his ideas, about Elon's ideas of what he wants to make Twitter right. And and I think it's WeChat. Am I right about that? The the one that's in China that he I can't I think that's the one he he talks about one a lot that he says it need, it's only in China and it needs to be replicated. You can buy you can buy movie tickets on there, sports tickets. It's a social chat. And I I haven't seen what he's talking about. What do you what do you where do you see this going? Yeah, I mean, there's. Back to the example of putting profile pictures as NFTs, there's no reason you couldn't trade business on on Twitter, except for the fact that unlike Facebook, the algorithm is such that you'd probably miss a lot of your target audience because mm -hmm. things get buried quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't know enough about that model to say yeah. I think that's a good idea. I know he's going to start the pot because that's what he does. And he's going to mm -hmm. try and shake things. He's already shaking things up, cleaning out the C-suite and... Yeah. Uh, so who knows what what's going to happen there? Um, surely they're going to try different different business models. You don't. Spend well, I love. I think. Stuff. I think. I mean, what's been I think echoed, and I think it's only common sense. Uh, is he, he, like he says to get rid of the bots. The you the users are going to fall, and when that happens, it's going to collapse the stock price. So we got to take it out of being public. We got to drive it private, clean it all up. And then bring it back up. Yes, there's a payday for him as well when he launches it back. But he, like he says, he's like, if we actually go in there and he's like, and we clean out as many bots as we think, we're going to have half the users we do and our freaking price is just going to drive into the ground. And it's like, 
it works to his advantage, but he's willing to take the the, the risk to do it. I truly also believe that it, it's something he, he likes to whip people up and get people excited, just like anybody does. But I don't think that he will be I think that he I don't think you will see much difference in the um, First Amendment regulation that everybody thinks. I think he's just going to allow this thing to be the Wild West. And at the end of the day, people have to understand he paid forty four billion dollars for this thing. He needs it to be freaking, uh, 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 um, you know, profitable. And you can't do that when you got the government on on you all the time because you're just letting it be a Wild West. So yep. he's already you've already seen just in the last 24 hours, he's already put out statements going, oh, well, we're not going to do that and this, you know, and it's yeah. like. So that's how he likes to do. But anyway, he's going to play with it for a couple of years and then he's going to get tired of it and he's going to hire somebody to, to do it. And it's going to go back to looking a lot like what Twitter was before the purchase. That's that's you know just what? my cynical take. I like it. I like it. We, we need to we need to benchmark that. We won't bring it up if you're wrong, but we'll bring it up if you're right, Garrett. You know, yeah, be like, hey, he called this like five years ago, you know, and some bitch looks, look, they're bringing the bird back. It looks like Twitter. It's not X anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then he's going to name it X, which I just thought was really, really crazy. That doesn't surprise me, though, especially with his kids' names. That guy's got some wild kid names, man. <laughs> And, you know, I was talking with my landlord um, of my agency where we rent, and he, you know, he said something to me, and I, I think it was true. I'd really never thought of it that way. He said, you know what, with that E-line guy, Jason, was an older gentleman, he said, I've been, along, uh, a, a long, I've been alive long enough to realize that you only get usually once of those and one of those people in a lifetime, you know, and I thought that well, whether you like him or not, I mean, the dude just creates weird shit and says yeah let's get it done and, and gets it done i was building yeah, but don't you think we have we have three of them at least you know you've got come on you got bezos mm-hmm. right i mean he's not as public with his eccentricities right i mean elon likes trolling things publicly and right. like i said stirring the pot but i mean both kind of genius in in terms I would of say how to so. build i would also i would also Good. This is a great discussion, Garrett. I would also see say that Bezos really made a lot of money just on basic things that were needed, right? Like being able to sell me books or me buying certain things that I have to have. At the same time, Elon is great by a lot of subsidies that was given to him. And he got a lot of protections, right? By the government would say, okay, since we're investing in you, nobody else can compete against you so that we can get the, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And no, and I'm not down any loyal listeners. God, there's some loyal fans out there. They're like Beyonce fans out there. These these Elon oh, yeah. Musk fans. I mean, they're so I'm not down on them. I'm just saying that sometimes when you look at that, the thing I like about him, and I just think that Bezos, I think had a strength of really putting smart ass people around him and the flywheel no concept. You know that whole thing. That was fucking genius. Oh, excuse my language, but anyways, the Elon though he does crazy shit. Like he's like, yeah, we're gonna buy a boring company and I'm gonna bore a tunnel underneath Las Vegas and Los Angeles, and, and he did it. And then he'll it. Just, but then he shut down the company. Like, okay, that that's probably not gonna work. We're done. We're gonna move on to something else. And you're like, you, how many billions of dollars did you just piss away? And Do you're we, fine it, with it. Yeah, but on the boring company, I think he's found something now. Have you been to Vegas and been on the on the the the? The, what's it called? The Tesla Speedway or whatever. So they have, no. a, but they have, they have a, a boy. He bored a freaking pipe from, 
I can't remember what casino, all the way to the other end. And you literally, you can drive, you you get in these Teslas and there's no one driving and you're inside this tube and you fucking boom, haul ass to the other side. And they're going to try to bring these out into the casinos, which if you travel around, walk around Vegas, this would be a very needed thing. But think about yeah. that. These electric cars are just driving around, driving people around. And and, and 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 we knew that, right? That could possibly happen, but we didn't think that there would be underground, which is just... Yeah. Well, that's been my theory is that mind, man. we're never going to reach a point or it's not going to be for a 50 years when all the cars on the road are smart enough to have a truly autonomous mm. Uh, mm. experience on the highways. We're either going to have to go above or below. Like you, so you're eat and above is the obvious choice, right? To, to, to bore under the entire United States would not be possible, but mm-hmm. Skies are open, you know, low, lower than planes fly. We could create a whole, you know, flying car ecosystem up there, which we, yeah. we've got, we got clients that are working in that space. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of yeah. flying car companies that are out that, yep. that are producing things. I mean, I, I would be willing to bet there's hundreds of them across the world that are all trying to tinker with trying to make that happen. And, uh, yep. you know, one thing that Elon said when it talk, when it comes to stuff like that, this was really, really mind blowing to me. I, I, I saw this on TikTok. Uh, he was giving a speech and he said that he gets upset when he thinks that when he hears somebody say, well, technology will just continue to get better, right? Like as it, as the world goes, technology just gets better. And he says, there's nothing more wrong than that. He said, technology gets better when a bunch of smart people work really, really, really hard at something to make it happen. And he said, to give you proof, he said, the Egyptians made the pyramids, but they can't freaking remember tell you how to do it, right? They can't tell you. Somebody built Stonehenge, but no one can remember how to tell you to do it. Why? Because technology just doesn't keep going on or the Egyptians would be the smartest in the world. Someone stopped with technology with the Egyptians and then they stopped and they forgot how they did all the shit. And so when yeah. he said that, I'm thinking to myself like, damn, that is a really, really smart. Like, dude, you are smart. You know what I mean? I would love to sit around and smoke a couple joints with the guy. I mean, really, truly. I mean, <laughs> I'm Rogan sure got he'd, to be, do it he'd be game. Oh, dude. But yeah, and Rogan got to do it. That would be like, because the guy's just already out there. You wouldn't even have to smoke with him. And you'd think like, what planet is this guy on, you know? So yeah, so no, it's 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 really interesting. So sorry, loyal listeners, as we went on 7 million rants halfway across the world under the town of Vegas. Now we're back. So strategy when it comes to... Um, when it comes to uh, 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 um, uh, the, so here's the there's the last kind of one of the questions I want to go here. Somebody says, Jason, your kids are going to buy like what they're using right now, right? Like some guy said about four or five years ago, he said, your kids are going to want to buy on an iPad or a screen. That's what they use today, and that's what they're going to want to use. So I think that's cool, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But what I want to know is, is if my kids are now sitting on, you know, what is it? Roblox? Roblox. Roblox. I'd never heard of that until two days ago. And I've heard of it three times. Fortnite, all of the the horizon. How long do you think it's the ability for my son to say, why can I not just put on my headphones and walk over to the insurance agency and talk to my insurance agent, right? Why can't I just do that stuff? How far away do you think that is, Garrett? Well, yeah. Why have why walk over there at all? You don't you don't have to leave your your bedroom, right? And we we're close. You look at the Hololens. You look at the new Oculus. Um, mm-hmm. 
these these they have external cameras on them so it's it's picking up on you you and i could literally be in the same room right now if we both had hollow lenses and i would see you i would see yeah. everything about you in my office and we could have a conversation about my insurance program we could record a podcast doesn't matter so that technology's here it'll be a few years before everyone's wearing it i think when apple comes out with their augmented reality glasses which probably next early next year you're going to hear about them um that's going to be the game changer for people because we were all this the phone was was the thing people were like you'll never be watching you know youtube or videos movies on a on a phone you'll never be buying products on your phone that just couldn't exist you'd say the same thing about glasses when you know i could walk down the street whether i'm there physically or I'm there virtually and see what restaurants are there, you know, I'd be able to order Grubhub by actually going into the restaurant in a virtual environment, looking over the menu, deciding what I want, ordering it, paying with, with my retinas. And 20 minutes later, it shows up at my door, you know, instead of me sitting down and waiting for it at the restaurant, it, it just comes to me. Right. And I think, you know, and I, and I love it, dude. Thank you for painting that. And, 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 then, and then the other things that we don't think about, Garrett, right? I want to get your brain on this. Like, okay, you're, you're walking down the street to go to the place to order. Let's get back in that little, little scenario you were painting there. And as people are maybe passing you because they're in their own little world, which is in my world, which is overlapping little world, like... I think like we'll be able to know what they're thinking and we'll get to know more about them easily, right? Like there'll be something over their head that would be like, I'm just making this so simplistic here. That would be yeah. like a color that would show the mood they're in, right? And you'd be like, oh, that dude's pissed. You know what I mean? And as they're walking by you, you know, and then, or, or like maybe the person is like, Hey, I'm looking for someone to hang out with. So they got that over their head, right? You're like, Oh, that person wants to hang. Like you literally could kind of get to know people just by walking down the street, you could stop and click one of them and find out exactly who they are. Right. Yeah. Well, how is that any different? Like when the internet first came out than the online chat room, right? Right. We found these new communities that we didn't even know existed, but you're like, man, these people are into the same weird shit that I'm into (laughs) and they don't, they don't live around my neighborhood, but I found them on the internet. That's right. It's going to be that, but in, in overdrive. It will be in a visual. I mean, I'm so excited. And the reason I'm excited is, is because I'm not that old, right? Like if I was like about 85 or 90, I'd be like, God damn it. I'm going to miss it. You know, <laughs> but, it, but if it's like, I, I'm, I'm young enough that I'm like, I'm going to be able to see this shit, you know? Yeah. And then, and, and, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Getting off on another rant. Space is the same way. Whenever yeah. I saw, uh, these guys go up into space, you know, Blue Origin and all these guys and Russell Brandon. I was thought to myself, I told my wife, I said, those guys paid $250,000 and they got to go to space. I said, by the time I'm 65 or 70, the shit's going to cost 25 grand and I'm going to be able to go to freaking space. You know what I mean? Have you thought yeah. about that, Garrett? Yeah. We were talking to a company uh, literally this week that has a spaceship that is going set to sail next year and they're sold out. Tickets cost a hundred grand each and they're sold out for the entire year. Every wow. run that they're, they're taking. There's like, there's a huge demand for that. I think it'll be less than 25 grand. Yeah, I, think, I do too. I, I think yeah, it'll look like a plane ticket, you know, um, you know, once we perfect the technology, there's more competition. 
I think, mm-hmm. you know, a couple grand that'll get you to yeah. low earth orbit. I mean, come on. I'm excited about that. I didn't think that five to 10 years ago that I'd ever be able to go to space. I mean, I'm like, man, this is, this is, this is, I just get excited about that stuff. I really truly do. Um, and thank God there's, I'm going to let other people go a couple of times before I, I, yeah. Lots. I want, I want a couple million to be going before I'm going up there. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Those guys are smart, uh, unbelievable smart. There was something else I was going to add to that, and I can't. But anyways, Garrett, this has been a fantastic uh, phone call, man. Uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't a phone call. What the hell are you talking about, Cass? We're doing a damn podcast. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has been a good podcast. I really enjoyed it. I hope loyal listeners have. It's been, oh, it's at 30 minutes. I didn't even realize that. Time goes by when you're going, uh, you know, having a good time. It goes by fast. Garrett, anything you want to wrap up with, buddy? No, we'll we'll just we'll bring it back to the beginning and say don't be afraid of competition, don't be afraid of sharing your best stuff with other people. You you might learn a thing or two. That is the truth. A life of abundance and one not of scarcity, right? I think that's it. exactly what we're saying. So if we just realize that there's enough insurance for everybody and everybody's way works, we can only make our own ways better by learning of the other ways that don't work for us but work for somebody else. That's how we're going to learn. And thank you very much, Garrett, for bringing that forward to us. Hey, you loyal listeners and everyone that's out there, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Drogi. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.